Hi everyone, this is Gail from The Secret Life of Death. I thought, in light of all the heaviness of our days being socially distant or quarantined, you might enjoy something a little stupid and silly to give your mind a break and your spirit a lift. And I don't think I need to tell you that the best medicine for being shut in and shut down is sun, sass, and Hawaiian shirts. What follows is a synopsis of the 1980s classic TV sleuth drama, Magnum P.I., starring Tom Selleck as Thomas Magnum, an ex-Navy SEAL, Vietnam vet, who retires to Hawaii and becomes a private investigator. He's helped by his friends and fellow Vietnam vets, T.C., who runs a helicopter tourist service, and Rick, who runs the swanky King Kamehameha Club in Honolulu. And providing a nice contrast to Magnum's beach bum attitude is his comedic foil, the perpetual stick-in-the-mud Jonathan Higgins. Higgins, or Higgy Baby, as TC calls him, is a stuffy retired British military officer who has become caretaker for the estate of famous crime novelist Robin Masters. And Masters has let Magnum live in his guesthouse on the estate. The show was the epitome of what 80s TV did best. It had a killer theme song, snappy characters, fast cars, over-the-top, ridiculous plots, with, unfortunately, a generous sprinkling of cultural and gender patriarchy. With that being said, I really do love this show, and I find it as great an escape from reality today as it was 35 years ago. So what do you think? Should we do this? Okay. Sing it with me now. Da 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 da. Magnum PI, season 2, episode 22, from Moscow to Maui. Opening. Two Air Force fighter jets are taking off and going somewhere. Cut to a high-ranking Air Force officer working his way through some ridiculously twisty hallways, creating some mystery and intrigue. He goes into a secure door beneath a sign that says, Restricted Area. Okay, officially mysterious and intriguing. Inside is a room full of radar screens and more military personnel scrambling around. Apparently, there's an unknown aircraft approaching their airbase, and they aren't replying to radio communiques. The two jets from before were being sent to intercept this other aircraft. In the air, they finally get a visual on the bogey, and the jets start to do rolls, as does the camera to simulate the pilot's point of view. This is all a little vomit-inducing in HD. It's a Russian MiG, dadgum! Cold War intrigue. But the Air Force officer in the radar room orders the fighter jets not to fire on it and escort the Russian MiG as it prepares to land on the airfield. The Air Force officer from the radar room arrives on the airfield with soldiers in pickups and what appear to be old bread delivery trucks, and they surround the MiG and draw their machine guns. Tension builds as the cockpit opens and the pilot gets out. He steps down the ladder. Soldiers draw their guns. He undoes his helmet strap. More guns. He pulls off his helmet and... <gasps> he's gorgeous. 
gorgeous. In perfect English, the pilot requests political asylum and freedom, and the Air Force officer smiles. The pilot pats the side of the Meg and says, This is for you. The Air Force officer gets kind of an emotional look on his face like, It's for me? How did he know it's my birthday? New scene. Magnum is swimming, and his narration tells us that business has been slow for him, TC, and Rick. And while Frick and Frack are just goofing off to pass the time, Magnum has decided to stay busy by staying in shape. A gratuitous shot of Magnum emerging from the water in his 80s short shorts, muscles glistening with seawater, confirms the fact. Rick and TC are on the beach, and are acting out some scene from one of their exploits in Nam with sandcastles and seashells. Higgins busts up this happy little walk down memory lane in his perpetual role as Cornflake Peer by informing Magnum there's someone waiting for him in the house. Magnum rushes off to see who it is. Higgins moves around to look at Rick and TC's Nam battle mock-up, and, military historian that he is, they've placed the gun battery in the wrong spot. Higgy just can't help himself, bless his obnoxious little heart. Inside, the client is the Russian pilot, and after a few awkward moments of introductions and comments about Magnum's swim trunks, he quickly gives up his cover as a Norwegian pharmaceutical rep and blabs his name is Yuri Dolgoff, and he defected a year ago. Yuri wants Magnum to find his fiancée, who happens to be in Hawaii right now as part of the Russian Olympic team. Yuri says she wants to defect too, but the U.S. government won't assist in her defection. Yuri gets all flustered, so Magnum gets him a whiskey. He'd prefer vodka, but what are you going to do? Magnum's voiceover pops in and says, he's just got a weird feeling about all of this. Yuri reassures Magnum this is all legit. He and his fiancée planned it out ahead of time. He would defect, she would denounce him publicly and carry on, and when the time presented itself, he would get her away from the Russians and they could be together. Yuri's even got a plan. But first, Magnum has to get out of his swim trunks and put on pants. There's always a catch. New scene. Magnum's voiceover says he checked out Yuri through one of his contacts at Naval Intelligence, and everything he said about his story was true. But Magnum still isn't sold on this. He and Yuri are scoping out a track and field facility where the Russian athletes are training. You know they're Russian because they're all wearing red. Yuri points out his fiancée, Nina, running on the track, and Magnum, wearing pants, makes a note of what she looks like. Yuri then points out the KGB agent sent to keep an eye on the athletes, which isn't necessary because this agent is the only one out there wearing a three-piece suit and a chapeau in the blazing Hawaiian sun. Yuri's plan is that Magnum will be able to get to Nina on her way to the showers, and he gives Magnum his ring to show Nina to prove that Magnum is working on his behalf. Magnum does meet Nina at the showers and quickly tells her he was sent by Yuri and he's here to take her with him. She's nervous and says she can't go. Just then, Kaluga, 
the dolt in the three-piece suit, shoes Magnum away, and then drags Nina back to the field, where another agent is sitting in the bleachers, playing chess, and eating borscht while carving a set of nesting dolls. Yeah, we get it, they're Russian. They begin to berate her in subtitles, and she says she doesn't know who Magnum was. Finally, Mikhail, the chess player, says, It's okay, it's not your fault, and sends Nina back to the showers. After she leaves, Kaluga and Mikhail decide they need to watch her more carefully. They're totally going to kill her. New scene. Magnum goes back to Yuri, who was supposed to be waiting in the car, but couldn't stand not to look at Nina, even from afar. He's wild and can't believe Magnum doesn't have Nina, and he really doesn't believe Magnum when he tells him that Nina didn't want to come away with him. Magnum is annoyed at all of this malarkey and tells Yuri he's done with this investigation and throws Yuri's ring back at him. Oh no, you guys, I think they're totally going to break up. One, Yuri's plan was stupid. Two, he didn't stay in the car like Magnum told him. And three, <sighs> Magnum softens. Yuri, Nina's just not that into you. Yuri calms down. Magnum calms down. And they have a nice little bromo while they pick up the garbage can Yuri knocked over in his rage. Magnum asks Yuri why he defected, and Yuri says he wanted to make his own choices, like being able to go to the Grand Canyon, for instance. But he does regret it sometimes because he misses his family and Nina. All he has now is the hope of Nina's love and a life with her, and those memories of that Grand Canyon trip. His mushy story wins Magnum back to his side, and now they've only got two days to get Nina before the Russian team will be gone. Magnum agrees to help, but he'll make the plan this time. Yuri gives Magnum back his ring. OMG, those two are so going to the prom. New scene. Back at the Robin Masters estate, Magnum sets up a slideshow to brief Rick and TC on the new plan to get Nina. None of them are technical geniuses, so a bit of ham-hock hilarity ensues. The athletes are all staying at a hotel, but Nina is in a private cottage on the grounds. TC pipes up and asks Magnum if he came up with this plan. He says yes, and TC reminds him of another plan he came up with years ago the one to get all the POWs out of Cambodia. And Rick and TC dissolve into pearls of laughter. Not that it's any of my business, but it seems a bit too soon to make POW jokes, but maybe you had to be there. Anyway, Magnum's plan involves diverting the attention of the two known Russian agents, Kaluga and Mikhail, without creating an international incident, or at least not much of one. Magnum thinks there's one more agent operating undercover at the hotel, so they need to be on the lookout for him, as well as the other athletes, who are likely informers. TC does the math and figures their extraction team is one man short. Cut to Higgins, playing with his own military mock-up of the Battle of Austerlitz that he plans on using for his upcoming lecture of the Royal Hawaiian Napoleonic Society. Magnum feigns interest for a few seconds and then tells Higgins he needs his help with a case. 
Higgins, of course, is only too happy to help, if it means he can knock Magnum down a peg or two in the process. Revoking his hot tub privileges? Higgy, you jerk. But Magnum has a counteroffer. Didn't Higgins have to work with the Russians after the war? Yes. And didn't he hate some of the things he had to do to appease them? Well, they were allies, but yes, he found the Russians nasty and vulgar. Well, helping Magnum would get back at those Russians for all their nast and vulgarity. Higgins is in. New scene. Outside the athlete's hotel, the gang is getting ready to roll. But Magnum still can't shake the uneasy feeling. Yuri is antsy because everyone else has something to do but him. So Magnum talks nice to him and tries to get him to relax. Yuri smiles and gives him a look like he's going to kiss him. And then he does. But in the Russian greeting, non-gay way, everything is still 100% hetero here, okay? But Magnum leaves anyway, just in case. New scene. Higgy, dressed in a three-piece suit, approaches Kaluga in his own three-piece suit. That's an episode theme here. They sit poolside at the athlete's hotel. Among all the bathing suits and frolicking, these two stuffed shirts fit right in. Higgy presents himself as a professor of Marxist studies and is excited to speak to a real Russian. He dives headlong into his intellectual jibber-jabber, baffling Kaluga, who, to be fair, is not a primary speaker of English. Magnum and TC run off, being very conspicuous by design, and are followed by the mysterious third agent. Rick, with a camera, a bag, and fake press credentials, strolls by Mikhail outside of the cottages where Nina is staying, Mikhail immediately asks Rick what in Gorbachev's port stain he thinks he's doing there. Rick claims he has lab results that prove that one of the female athletes is actually a man, and he's here to dig up poop on the story. Mikhail drags Rick off to hotel security, leaving Magnum and TC free to go to Nina's door. But the third agent has followed them and is skulking behind a wall. Mina answers the door and starts to tell them to go away until Magnum shows her Yuri's ring. She lets him in and tells Magnum she can't go. She'll never get away from the Russians. Plus, what will her life be like when she does leave? Magnum, being pragmatic, doesn't push, but says she would have Yuri. Does that still mean something? She nods, and they move to leave. But uh-oh, her East German-looking roommate is coming back, so TC has to create a diversion. Magnum and Nina slip out and are almost off the grounds when they're spotted by the third agent, who turns out to just be hotel security. Phew. Magnum thinks quick and tries to pass Nina off as his lady friend and says they're being sneaky because, well, they're not married. When the security guard still pushes to see some ID, Magnum keeps calm and then, yep, he punches him. He and Nina take off running, and the rest of the gang disseminates and rendezvous back at the car. But when they get there, Yuri is gone, and there's broken glass and blood on the car seat. Shit, 
New scene. Magnum knew something was up, and feels bad because in all his planning, he failed to see what was staring him right in the face the whole time. Just like with the POWs in Cambodia? Ugh. Not now, TC. Nina must have been in on it all along. She was a plant to lure Yuri so the Russians could grab him and make him pay for his insubordination. Magnum wants to make it right. And now, he's mad. The Russians have just unknowingly unleashed a tiger. Huh, just like with the POWs in Cambodia, I said not now, TC! New scene. Back at the athletic field, Rick is back in his getup as a press agent, and Mikhail leaves his chess game to go after him. As Mikhail rounds the corner, Rick belts him in the stomach and then tips him into the laundry basket TC has handy. They load him and the cart into TC's van and speed away. So much for not creating an international incident. Back at the Robin Masters estate, the gang ties Mikhail to a giant rattan chair and begins interrogating him. Magnum shows Mikhail three bullets and slowly loads them into a clip while repeating, Where's Yuri? Mikhail protests. He knows nothing of Yuri's whereabouts and demands to be let go. He's a Russian representative, and this sort of treatment is against the rules. Magnum gets mean and informs Mikhail, Those rules don't apply here, bub. He's a private investigator. Yuri is his client, and Yuri owes him money. So give him Yuri, and he'll let Mikhail go. He then shoots out the lamps on either side of Mikhail's head. Fortuitous decorating. Next, at another location, we see a large van being loaded with coffins, and Yuri is in one. The side of the van says they do burials at sea. Uh-oh, Yuri. The truck drives off and shows up on a pier to wait for a boat to take the coffins to sea. Magnum and Rick are hiding in a little dinghy nearby. I guess Mikhail fessed up. Magnum sneaks up to the mortuary truck, picks the lock, and gets inside and starts looking for Yuri. Meanwhile, T.C. buzzes the dock in his chopper and lands, attracting the attention of one of the drivers, leaving the other driver to go in back and check on the bodies. Both truck drivers get punched, of course, and while T.C. takes off and creates another distraction, Rick and Magnum hightail it back to the dinghy and speed off. Later, the coffins are getting loaded onto the boat to be taken out to sea. One is opened, and we see Magnum and Rick have pulled the old switcheroo. It's not Yuri, but Mikhail, groggy and roughed up. Okay, now TC. Just like with the POWs in Cambodia. New scene. Back at the Robin Masters estate, Yuri and Nina are out on the grounds, running and being happy. I guess she was okay after all. Higgins tells Magnum he's glad to know heads will roll in Moscow due to their successful retrieval of Yuri. Higgins says the Russians had tried to make him an agent once by enticing him with a woman in his bed. Higgins, of course, was appalled by her substandard bridge work. He knew she was a Russian spy, you see, because of her teeth. They never use gold in their dental reconstructions. Only stainless steel. 
Oh, Higgy. Magnum is only half listening. He's engrossed in one of his own military mock-ups of what he says was his worst tactical blunder in Nam. There was flat terrain and muddy conditions. He thought his front line would hold, but the enemy broke through just the same. He looks very morose. Higgins tries to assuage his guilt by saying, even the best laid tactics can be outmaneuvered. They share a somber moment, two old war horses understanding each other perfectly. Until Magnum reveals this all happened during the Army-Navy football game when he was captain. Higgins is apoplectic. Magnum turns to the camera, smiles, pumps his eyebrows twice, and... Scene. Hey, thanks for listening to the Magnum Recap. Let me know if you liked it and you want to hear more. Find us on Facebook by searching The Secret Life of Death. On Twitter at T-S-L-O-D Podcast or on Instagram at The Secret Life of Death Podcast. Hang in there, everyone. We'll get through this one magnum at a time.